Hi y'all, I am back after nearly a month of being away. So now this is, I guess, sort of officially the monthly creative update as opposed to the weekly creative update, though that might change considering the fact that I finished my year as a theater teacher. First year done, super amped about that. But before I even get into all the good news and awesomeness that has been happening lately, I'm just gonna jump into the intro. Hi, I'm Kobe R. Rice, novelist. Uh, what else do I do? It's <laughs> screenwriter, TV writer. <laughs> it's so sad that I forget every single time. Game designer slash narrative designer, uh, theater maker, dramaturg, director slash producer. I think I even said that already. This intro's already messed up, but it doesn't matter. And anyways, welcome back to the epic fantastical journey of a black female sci-fi writer. So this is episode 107 which I am recording this Sunday, June 28th, which also happens to be the glorious day that your girl was born. Your girl meaning me. So happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday, dear Kobe. Happy birthday to me. Yes, it is my 35th birthday today, y'all. So I'm feeling a little old, but at the same time, I'm out here looking like a whole snack. So I don't care. Black don't crack. You guys know how that goes. Um, I'm feeling very, very good uh, about just everything, where I am in life, in my creative journey, where I want to go. And while a part of me is thinking to myself, hmm, Colby, you're not really getting much younger. You probably need to get that vampire going as soon as possible. At the same time, I am looking back on the past 15 years. I kind of consider year 20, year 21 to be like the awakening of the actual human brain because anything prior to that is just like practice, honestly. <laughs> but in the past 15 years, I have achieved quite a bit, and uh, and that was in spite of the fact that I and the rest of the world survived a major decade-long depression, and we're now in like another one due to this pandemic. Oh yeah, and by the way, now that like I finally had some reprieve, maybe for like the past three to four years, all of a sudden, here comes 2020 with an entire pandemic and another recession. So I think I'm just giving myself the props that I deserve. <laughs> I've been pretty, I've been doing pretty darn well considering the circumstances that my generation, the millennials have been handed. Um, also been doing rather well overall with a child by my side. You know, being a mom is really hard. Being a single mom is even harder. No shade to those of you who um, are not single moms like we all work really hard but it's just different when it's all on one person for the most part with some caveats obviously so I'm just giving myself props for that today is just like a day of props and thanks and gratitude and happiness and fulfillment and just a huge breath whoo of fresh air after a really really sorry y'all there's like a plane outside let me close this for a second I don't even know if that helped. So just pardon the plane in the background as it's going over. Anyway, um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm just giving myself that room to be grateful, to be happy, to be fulfilled, 
to look back on my more youthful years and be proud of the things that I've done and be proud of myself and also take today as an opportunity to look forward. So you guys then already know what kind of podcast this is going to be because it just so happens that in conjunction with my birthday basically starts my new year, which I love. My my personal new year always starts at the middle of the fiscal year, which I really, really love. And then, um, in addition to that, there's also a thunderstorm happening, which is FYI, well needed because it was almost 90 degrees today and we were dying. So sorry about the noise in the background, but I'm not sorry about that. But in any case, I'm getting distracted. Let me just get it, get it together, get back on track. Okay. So in addition to June to 28th being my like personal new year, Um, you guys also know that I do quarterly roundups on this channel. And so basically, um, this is also going to be the day that I'm doing my quarterly creative achievements roundup for Q2 of 2020. Okay. And so, um, this is going to basically like be a lot, a lot, but like also, very little at the same time because you guys know that COVID was out here kind of dragging productivity by its wig. (laughs) Um, On top of it, we've had a very rough year in addition to the pandemic and people dying and getting sick. We've had a huge revolution in in many ways um, and many layers of our society in America and across the world um, because of our fight against police brutality and because of our support of Black Lives Matter. So this year has been like a lot. This is the midpoint of a very transformative year, not just for myself, but for our country, if you're in the United States, and for the world, I think. Um, and I don't think any of us are going to come out the other side of this the same, or at least I hope that we don't, because if you survive a pandemic and you survive a time wherein the cities of all across your country are burning in support of human rights and equality and you come out of all of that feeling nothing and changing nothing about your life i'm really questioning what it is you're doing with your life and your time that's just me um you know even if you're not motivated to reflect based on the sociological events I would think that you've been impacted enough individually to at least do some minor reflection on you, yourself, and your life. If you don't, I am fearful for you personally because the rest of the world, the rest of the country, the people around us are changing. And I suspect that people will have a lot less patience and a lower tolerance for those who are not evolving. I think that we're in this time of evolution and with evolution comes the shedding of certain things and skin and the shedding of past habits, um, toxicity in many ways, toxic people, things that are not wholesome, etc. I'm going to open this window again because that rain, that plane is gone and the rain is coming. So, um, so anyway, that's my little spiel, and I'm excited to just jump right into it. So first and foremost, my biggest achievement for the second quarter, I would say, is the fact that I have officially finished up my first full year as a theater teacher for, of grades 9 through 12 in a high school in an urban 
charter school environment in Harlem. And I say all of that to say that this year was extremely difficult and I am psyched that I survived. Okay. I have, I I bear no bones about it. Okay. Like I, it was very challenging for me because it was a lot of, um, there were a lot of new things that I was learning and not a new environment, new people, the kids themselves, um, who like really try to test you. It's like, Hunger Games, but in reverse, where the kids are in control of your fate. (laughs) I'm just going to be real. Um, Anyone who has been a teacher who has stepped into the classroom has felt a very deep, terrifying sense of danger when you have 30 young minds who are dead set on basically scratching and clawing for a place in their own hierarchy, and they smell blood in the water from the teacher. I mean, they can, a lot of them are struggling for dominance within their own social groups, but if they can show the rest of the class that they can outwit you, the teacher, the adult, the person who's more experienced, that is clout to them and that is gold to them. And so you have to be able to survive that. And I don't care where you're teaching. I don't care if you're teaching in, um, you know, uh, a slum on, um, you know, in, in like, I don't know, impoverished Europe. I don't care if you're teaching in Appalachia um, or like the poor South. I don't care if you're teaching in the most elite boarding schools in the country in New England. Like it doesn't matter. All teachers face the same power struggle with their kids. That power struggle manifests in different ways, obviously. And the teacher has a higher chance of survival in certain situations, obviously. But the eternal battle between teenage angst and teenage assholeness <laughs> versus teacher maturity, teachers trying to get y'all to college, that will never, ever stop. And that's why so many teen movies and coming-of-age movies share the same sort of core themes and core issues. <laughs> so um, having said that, I adore my kids. I really do. I love my kids. Um, I really rocked out the theater curriculum this year, in my personal opinion. Um, I created my curriculum basically from scratch, um, which proved to be one of the more challenging ones for my my students. Um, They were not happy that theater was an actual class, and that made me very pleased. So I will say that. Um, that if you're complaining about theater class, that means I'm doing my job. And of course, next year, I'm going to try to find ways to put more sort of lightheartedness and fun into the theater curriculum. But first and foremost, you have to be learning the material. We're going to treat it as though it's an actual course of study and an industry. And that's just what it is, you know. So I survived my first year. I'm giving myself snaps and claps for that. Um, and the biggest thing that I love about having survived my first year is that it's going to make my second year so much easier. You know, you come back knowing the majority of the kids that you're working with. Um, you have relationships built with those kids and their families. You know the rules of the new institution that you're a part of. Lesson plans are already made, so you're just basically tweaking and improving on those lesson plans. I'll actually have an opportunity to do um, summer professional development starting in August, which I wasn't able to do because I was a late hire um, for 2019-2020. You know, I started the first day the kids started. So I had 
no opportunity to get professionally developed in a setting with like adults oops i hit the mic sorry about that in a setting with adults um who have more experience than i do but now that i've sort of been through the fire and been through the crucible i have material that i can work with i have experience that i can work with relationships that i can build on both amongst my colleagues and with my students and so now i'm able to build further on those skills that i feel i lack so i'm super excited about that I'm excited about feeling like I have some level of like experience and control um, over where I want the theater curriculum to go and how I want to give the kids a great experience. And the best part about it is that I made a massive improvement in my performance, wherein I came in as, um, and my first evaluation was basically like, you are developing. Here is a very like very low development score. And now uh, I've gone from developing to getting very close. I'm, I'm like point two points away from being in the more advanced category. So I made almost a full point jump in terms of my personal growth and development. And I'm moving from a developing teacher into advanced teacher mode. That's really exciting for me that I'm like literally 0.2 points away from being considered an advanced teacher. Um, So I just want to keep building on that for myself and for my kids so that they get the best of me and the best of what we have to offer as a school. So that's super exciting. Um, I wrapped that responsibility up literally on... Friday, June 26th. So it's just been like a lovely weekend of breathing and relaxation and then celebration of my birthday, which is fantastic. So that's the biggest thing that I accomplished in Q2. What else did I accomplish in Q2? Um, Let me see here. Oh, okay. So I also was working. Wow. You know what I just realized, guys? Literally, the entirety of Q2 was spent in quarantine. The entirety of Q2 was spent in quarantine. So I survived quarantine. I'm still surviving quarantine now that I think about it Um, because we are technically still quarantined and we still have rules, but we're starting to now open New York up a little bit at a time, um, whereas the rest of the world and the other states are opening up a little bit more quickly than we are. But... um, Quarantine was definitely a crucible, for sure. Definitely a crucible. I'm not going to lie about that. Uh, It was a challenge on personal, social, emotional, and psychological levels. And I think I passed personally with blind colors. It wasn't easy, but I passed. I learned a lot of life lessons. I learned lessons about family and about how to show up for people and also when to pull back and to take care of myself. I learned lessons about love. I seem to be learning that lesson every single quarter and trimester, about what it means to love people, what it means to love a person, what it means to love yourself and myself more. Because like I feel like I'm in a pretty good place where all those things are concerned, but um, I'm always working on increasing all the more self-love and matching that self-love with self-care. And 
I what I learned, I guess, about that emotional part of the quarantine was that you like quarantine requires boundaries in a lot of many ways, in many ways requires boundaries. And in order to survive any situation where you're locked in um, with other people or by yourself, like you need to learn a lot about boundaries. I mean, literally quarantine is about boundaries. That's the definition of quarantine, that you're establishing a boundary between those who are ill and those who are not ill or those who have the potential to suffer the most from catching an illness. And I learned that illnesses can be manifested um, in more than one way. There are illnesses of the body, obviously, like COVID-19, and then we're forced to deal with our own illnesses, our own pathologies in many ways, when we're forced to sit with ourselves. And frankly, like I have been forced to sit with myself for the past four months, essentially. The start of Q2 was April 1st. I had been in quarantine for almost three weeks, I think, when Q2 started. And I technically am still in quarantine. I've been getting out a little bit more during the month of June. But I have been forced mostly to sit at this computer or in my room, just reflecting and thinking and working on things and just growing with myself and growing with other people. And in many ways, it's been beautiful and wonderful and even sometimes enjoyable. And in other ways, it's been really difficult. And so I feel like even though coronavirus and the epidemic are terrible, terrible things that happen to the planet, quarantine, I have personally been using as a moment to grow and to learn how to love and care for myself better and learn how to love and care for other people better. So that surviving quarantine, I'm gonna put that on my list of creative achievements for Q2 and you should too. If that's all you were able to do successfully, then in my opinion, you're doing a great job. That's how I feel about that, okay? Um, Cause, and that's, I'm not even trying to be funny a lot of people in the world can't put survival of COVID-19 on their achievements list because COVID took them away from us. So this is a moment for being grat- being grateful and, to ha- and for having gratitude and for using that opportunity that you had to survive this pandemic so far, thus far. This, this is just round one. But using this opportunity to really dig deep and make some needed changes if you haven't already and to appreciate life more. So that's my most sober part of the podcast. And I hope that that resonated with some of you guys. The other thing that I was able to accomplish, one of the other things is that I did get, just, I'm sorry, my, I'm trying to, I'm trying to control the lighting here and it's just like kind of a hot mess. I was actually able to get quite a bit of development, plotting, and a little bit more writing done for Q2 than I was for Q1. So I'm super excited about that. Um, During the months of April, May, and June, you guys know that I discovered that this amazing app slash online software called Writer's Room Pro existed. 
And um, it allows me to basically act as an indie TV showrunner and develop my TV series online with their online database. So I actually jumped straight in into the development of five. So I plotted out, I haven't finished plotting every single one, but I started plotting out the surrogate TV series, which I'm super excited about. And you guys all know that when I develop television series and write scripts for those series, I'm also using the TV Bible and the development plan as the backbone for a um, companion novel series, right? Because you guys know that I believe in exploiting rights and having multiple IPs and things like that. So I consider this to be double work. So I plotted my surrogate TV series, the When in Rome TV series, which you guys know is um, an extension of the master's thesis that I did for my MFA in theater arts at the U of A. So I took my master's thesis and all the work I did for that and I extended it and I put it online on this database in addition to like my Google Drive um, file for that. And I'm using that online software to further flesh out the seasons and the episodes and the characters. So that's really fun. Um, I also worked on the Asylum TV series. That was a huge thing that I worked on for, I would say, definitely April was huge for the Asylum series, March and April. And I also started started to plot out my Sandman TV series um, with Writer's Room Pro. The TV series that I was able to finish plotting out with this software was the Ezekiel TV series. You guys know that I have a novel series called The Books of Ezekiel, and um, it's gonna be a long running novel series, but I am currently working on the TV pilot for that novel series. And I was able to finish developing the episodes, character arcs, um, and the season arc for the first full season of the books of Ezekiel. If it were to be turned into a TV series, there's now a legit template online that could be used. So I'm super excited. And I was able to do that because the novel itself was already written. So I basically just adapted my novel to the TV series. And the books of Ezekiel, well, the TV series would just be called like probably Ezekiel, honestly. Um, that TV series, I think would be, I think the first season is 12 episodes long or something like that. Typically in a TV uh, series, when you have season one of like a sort of unknown quantity, you don't get that many episodes for a cable series usually. You might get eight or 10, but you know, you never know. I like plotting for what my vision is as opposed to what the market says. Might as well, right? I don't have a contract, so I might as well do what I want to do. Um, so definitely was able to get a lot of that done. I wrote also quite... <laughs> the, ch the chipmunks and the squirrels are out there scrapping for food. So anyway, <laughs> back to my report. Um, I also worked a whole lot on the TV pilot for the books of Ezekiel, the first episode. I also worked on novel plot development for the books of Ezekiel for the entire series. And I also worked on plot development for 
Sons of Exodus, which you guys may or may not know is the prequel series to the books of Ezekiel. That's going to be a four book novel series. Um, and I'm actually developing that alongside of the books of Ezekiel series, because a lot of what happens in the books of Ezekiel is predicated on what has happened in Sons of Exodus. So there are certain Easter eggs and little seeds that I want to plant across the series and um, that show up in the books of Ezekiel that will be explained further in the Sons of Exodus. Um, so I want to make sure that as I'm plotting twists and as I'm plotting histories and plotting out characters' past situations and, and putting the Easter eggs in there and getting my mysteries on point, that everything aligns and everything makes sense. <laughs> I need to make sure that I do that. So I'm plotting out both at the same time. And that's actually been super helpful for fleshing out my current characters in the books of Ezekiel because I'm finding out so much about them and it's influencing how my characters are going to show up in the next book and how they're going to develop over the course of the novel series. So I'm, I'm amped about that and it's actually kind of giving me chills just talking about it. In addition to doing all of that plotting for novels and for television, I also worked on actual writing for my novels. So I worked on writing Fraternity, which is the next book in the Books of Ezekiel series. I also um, wrote a bit for the fourth book in the Sons of Exodus series. And then with regard to more screenwriting, in addition to working on the Ezekiel pilot, I also worked on the Asylum pilot, you know, the pilot for the series Asylum. And then I also worked on the pilot for the Sandman series, which was originally going to be a uh, tetralogy of four films for the Sandman series. But I just decided because I love television so much. I really do. I love binging. I love watching it. I love the structure. That's really like my medium of choice. I decided to turn the Sandman film series into the Sandman TV series. It doesn't mean that I won't have film scripts for Sandman, but like the just the project format I'm working on right now has officially moved over into TV series. So that will be an eight episode TV series. And that is something that I want to write and direct and produce myself. So that is probably going to be like the big major project that I will be working on, I would say probably after I shoot my first feature. I really wanna get like a feature in the can before I start working on a TV series, just so that I have that experience and that practice and like creating a film is a lot, y'all. You know what I'm saying? So if I can get through that process, I know I'll be able to do it again and then again and then again. Um. So what else have I done? Oh, so I also, as of June 19th, I started working once again on my first course product, my first course, so to speak, for The Bohemian Badass at thebohemianbadass.com. As you guys know, The Bohemian Badass is one of four of my subsidiaries that I'm working on in terms of building up my media empire. So you know I have Rebel Ragdoll Press, which is where I um, publish all of my novels. <laughs> I had to think about that. What do I do with my press? I publish books. 
Um, so I publish my books through Ripper Ragdoll Press. Ripper Ragdoll Productions will be the production house through which I create my films and TV series and shorts and things like that. Um, Chick Rogue Studios, which won't be opening for until way down the line, probably like not for like another five years, to be really honest. God willing, <laughs> um, is going to be the design and development house through which I design games for systems like um, PlayStation, Xbox, uh, mobile games, etc. That's the vision at the very least. But because I don't want to overstretch myself, the vision is going to be held off for a while. And then the Bohemian Badass is going to be the creative uni online, the creative university online, wherein I am teaching the things that I've learned about writing, producing, directing, when I get to it, filmmaking, theater directing, playwriting, and things like that. It's basically going to be a information blogging um, also, and also course website through which I teach creative skills. So um, the very first course that I'm going to be creating and putting out there is called Plot Like a Badass, which is all about taking a step-by-step -step, uh, approach to plotting out a cinematic novel that works really well, that basically kicks a whole lot of ass when it comes to you putting out your best work into the world. And I think plotting tends to be a really hard thing for most people when they're getting started on this journey. And I happen, in my opinion, that's, that's like my strong suit is being like a good plotter. So I wanted to put that out there in terms of offering that information to my audiences and to anyone else who wants to learn how to plot a really badass cinematic novel. The course has nine modules, and there's going to be an introductory module and then a foundational module, which I'm actually going to take and teach in order to get people sort of on the same page with the structure that I'm using and the basic skills they need to have in order to succeed in plotting and in the course. And then after that foundational module comes eight more modules that deal specifically with how to plot your novel from the smallest concept to the largest, basically building block of it, which are going to be your beats and your scenes. So I'm super excited about that. Following up that particular course is going to be a revamp and relaunch of my Metaphor Maven course, which I actually started working on and completed in a smaller package um, in July slash August of 2016. But now I want to revamp it, repackage it, relaunch it, and I'll be launching the masterclass for Metaphor Maven and then a bigger course. For metaphor maven as well that probably won't happen until the fall or maybe even like winter january of 2021 um but that is how i want to get things started the bohemian badass has been in the ether in my cauldron so to speak since 2015 and has gone through i think two or three three iterations i remember when i first started putting the concept of like an online business together in 2015, um, it looked completely different. Like the logo was different, the aim was different, the brand was different, my goal was a little bit different. 
Um, then I went through a second iteration that brought me closer to where I want to be. And then in 2018, the summer of 2018, I remember working all summer, literally from like five in the morning until like eight o'clock at night, building my website, building my brand, building my um, goals and building out courses and just preparing and preparing and preparing and preparing. And the website looks beautiful. The game plan, it all looks beautiful. The way I'm gonna position my company and grow my company, gorgeous. But now it's time to actually launch with a product. Now it's time to get the blog on point. Now it's time to get the podcast on point. And um, I just need to kind of get that up and moving. I already have five products, so to speak, under the umbrella of Rebel Ragdoll Press because I have five novels that I've written, two of which are co-written. And by the end of this year, I would like to have two more added to that. And I need to have an IP. I need to have product for The Bohemian Badass. I need to have product for Rebel Ragdoll Productions. I just need to produce, produce, and put out there. There's preparation, and preparation is great, but then you have to finally get out there and do it. So that's what I have been working on this June, Get just getting that course out there. I am trying to launch on... Um, I would probably on August 3rd or August 5th. That is the goal. So stay tuned for that, y'all. Okay, what else have I accomplished? Um, so all the other things that I'm looking at on my little checklist here uh, have to do more with like personal development stuff. So there are some wonderful things I have actually been able to do and get into in Q2, one of which has been painting. And I showed you guys one of my paintings um, in the last podcast. And so I've been super excited about that. I actually just got two more in the mail. So once I finish that one up and kind of go back over it and darken a lot of the areas that need to be darkened, I'm going to work on my other ones and show those off as well. So um, that's a really lovely calming thing to be able to do is to like paint and relax and look like you're a painting genius when actually you're using paint by colors on a canvas, you know? It's just, it's wonderful. So if you're interested, I, again, I will put the link below to the website wherein I bought my um, professional paint by numbers craft ease paint kit. And um, the company is called craftease.com, craft-ease.com. And um, it's been a wonderful, wonderful experience. So that's been happening um, in the realm of like hobbies and things like that. Uh, I also, okay, so there's a lot of other cool stuff that's happening, um, which I completely kind of forgot. I tried to get into crocheting. That failed miserably because I'm horribly bad at it. And I don't really know, I, I need somebody to show me physically, like with my hands, with their hands on my hands or something, how to do this crocheting thing. It's just... I'm bad at it. I want to get to know how to do it better. But that's one thing that I probably need some actual tactile help with. So tried that, failed that. We'll probably try again on my own until I can actually get into a class. So, But that was kind of fun while it lasted. What else did I do for Q2? Uh, ooh, I got recruited onto a beautiful project wherein myself and a design teacher at the high school level and another theater teacher at the high school level and we're all black which is fantastic we have come together to put together a book of monologues that are geared toward youth of color 
And this is not just youth of color, but LGBTQ plus youth. Um, we eventually wanna get more perspectives in there as well. Showing off youth and their voices from all different walks of life. So from different socioeconomic backgrounds, um, different ethnic backgrounds within the black and brown diaspora, et cetera, et cetera. So I got recruited onto this project. I'm working on a monologue called Code Switch that I'm really excited about. But um, that's gonna probably be like a longer, slightly longer project. And we meet online every two to three weeks and that's really great. And we're gonna eventually put this together into a book of monologues and publish and hopefully be able to use this book at the schools at which we teach and also be able to provide a resource for other theater and art programs at other high schools. So it's that's a really exciting thing that I'm a part of and you know, I enjoy it. It's great. What else have I done, y'all? Um, spiritual, I have on here spirituality, being social, and, self, and self-care. Um, I talked about self-care a little bit earlier on in the podcast, but I just want to emphasize to you guys that um, it's just something that I continue to work on and I'm actually achieving relatively well but I need to work harder on so um, in terms of like my health and wellness for example I've made some really wonderful strides with that and I'm really happy about that Um, I've developed some really wonderful habits in terms of changing up the way that I eat the way and just the way that I consume um, how often I consume and whether or not I need to consume answering to like my body's real call for hunger as opposed to like answering to the call of boredom and board snacking etc um doing other things like getting into like things like lemon water and ginger tea have been a theme for q2 which have been really wonderful have had really wonderful effects on my body as a whole so i'm excited about that um health and wellness in terms of just being kind and gracious and wonderful and caring to myself on an emotional and psychological level. Just taking my time, listening to my body, listening to my brain, my emotions, and giving myself what I need. I have been doing really well with that. And I'm really excited about that progress. Um, The only thing that has suffered really in the past, more so in the past month, has been my sleep. And that's really because I'm so... My brain is so thirsty for knowledge and so thirsty for experience, especially because we're not getting out as much, that I will push and push and push the hours that I'm awake back until it's like midnight. And my body naturally wakes me up at 4.30, 5.30 in the morning. So as you can imagine, my sleep has been getting destroyed for the past month. And I'm really trying to work on that and make sure I stay rested throughout the summer, especially considering that when school starts back up, when I have to get up super early in the morning to begin with. So that's important to get that rest in now. Um, Spirituality. um, I'm still, I think I have done a really great job of deepening my spiritual study. And I've been meaning to do that for the past two or three years. And I'm finally because we're in quarantine again that's another sort of fringe blessing from a very harrowing situation i'm finally able to focus on my spirituality a little bit more pray a lot more i meditate 
way more than I ever did, although I need to kind of set down a firmer meditation practice. Um, I do more reading on spiritual topics. I've really gotten into like the moon and how it impacts us as human beings, as people, our moods, um, the ways in which we just work and operate how, as human beings, the way it affects the planet, uh, things like that. Like just, just becoming like also really just self-reflective, engaging in journaling, um, writing down gratitudes, just expressing gratitudes, using my journal as a place to kind of dispel and also transform the energy that I'm experiencing. So I've definitely gotten to a new level of spirituality and I'm just trying to get further along in my journey. I'm not really um, someone who, sh who ever tries to proselytize to other people. It's not really my thing. Um, if they ask me about my spirituality, I'll be honest with them. I'm spiritual, not religious, but um, I present and then they take whatever it is that they want from that and, you know, go forth and prosper, you know. Uh, but for most, for the most part, the spiritual journey is a very personal one and I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying being on this journey for myself, at least for now. And it's going really well. And it's had a really major, fantastic impact on my life, specifically with just like helping me gain some peace in my life. And we all know that we need peace around these really hard times. So to me, it's been working fantastically well. And then the last thing that's been really major for me has just been in the past month, just becoming way more social um, because I was suffering. I mean, the, like the rest of us were suffering. It's not just me, but not having much human contact is really rough. I mean, I found out just how much of a social creature the human being actually is in these past three months because I have just not been doing well. <laughs> not seeing my coworkers and not communing with my friends and not being in like a social space. That has had a huge impact on all of us. And I am one who actually tends to be a loner by nature. You, you know, I'm here either at my computer writing or in my room or like just thinking about something or reflecting or just working on a new project. I take a lot of time to be alone and a lot of time to reflect on myself and who I am as a person. But it went to a huge extreme during this quarantine and I need some balance back in my life. So I was delighted to be able to hang out um, a little bit more for this past month and get some socialization and just spend time with other human beings. <laughs> and that's been really wonderful. So that's pretty much what I have achieved, so to speak, for this, this quarter, this Q2. It's been a very interesting ride, and I have learned to kind of qualify my accomplishments as opposed to quantify them, which is really important. And I'm culminating, I guess the this entire Q2 is culminating in the fact that I am celebrating my 35th birthday. So now it's time to figure out what I want to do, where I want to go forward, how I want to move forward. And so for the rest of the year, I do have goals. I'm going to pull out my my journal here, my little dream journal. I love it. I write down not only my aspirations and like my goals, 
but I also use it at times to process, like I said, different energies that I'm experiencing at the time. And so today being my birthday, I don't really ever expect gifts. I really don't ever expect anything, honestly. It's a very personal day for me, so it's like whatever. And because of that, I give myself the gift of certain things. So today I gave myself the gift of gratitude for all the wonderful things that are going right in my life. I give myself the gift of gratitude for the fact that I have a steady income and a job that is thankfully, was thankfully insulated by the generosity of the network that I work for, um, especially as a theater teacher, because I could have very easily been put on the chopping block to you know save, save some dollars and I was not. So super grateful for that. And um, I did get my official notification that I will be back for 2020, 2021. So I'm really happy about that. That's That was the best birthday present I've ever gotten. I got that on Friday. And so that's really fantastic. Um, there are other things that I want to give myself the gift of. Basically, these are my goals going forward. And so I'm going to give myself the gift of finishing my next novel, Fraternity, which is Books of Ezekiel 4. I'm going to give myself the gift of finishing the next novel after that, the Books of Ezekiel number five, which is called Hollow Point. Um, I also want to give myself the gift of true fulfillment and happiness. I'm not saying that I'm not fulfilled and happy, but I think there's a lot of things that I can sort of work on tweaking in terms of, you know, how to just be better, be more gratitude filled, be more proactive. And so I'm going to do that. Um... Oof, this is a big major gift. I give myself the gift of decluttering my life of people and of things that are toxic, that are unhealthy, and that are unwholesome for me. Also that are kind of like more barnacles than our boons, you know? That is a major gift. And that's something that I think about pretty much every single quarter how people are showing up in my life and how I'm showing up in others' lives and if I'm being a positive, uplifting influence or if I'm taking away from that person. And so this is definitely something that I'm super looking into in terms of cleaning out that area of my life for my new year. This is my personal new year and I can't bring toxicity or dead weight or old skin into that new year, if, you, if that makes sense. And I also don't want to be toxic or dead weight or old skin in anybody else's life because I'm trying to renew myself and renew me, you know? So that's a huge gift I'll be giving myself for this year. I also would like to finish my feature film screenplay. Not going to tell you guys the title of it because it's sort of a... I'm not going to tell you what the screenplay is called. This is where I'm moving in silence. But um, finishing that screenplay... I'm going to give myself the gift of finishing my TV series, Sandman. I'm also going to polish and finish the When in Rome pilot. I'm also going to do the same for the Asylum pilot and the Ezekiel pilot. I also have like a huge, just like, just aesthetically, beauty-wise and fashion-wise, I just have like a huge shopping list of what I would like to get for myself in terms of like a makeover. Like I just, this is really shallow, but I don't care. Um, we'll be getting my nails done because the nail salons are finally opening. So my acrylics will be back. <laughs> I'm super excited about that. I'm also excited about the prospect of renewing my wardrobe, especially for work and for casual. 
just, you know, keeping it cute. I'm 35, so it's just time to kind of reassess my style and get a new wardrobe to match it, right? Like new shoes, custom jeans, because, you know, women with bodies, with curvy bodies, sometimes we have a hard time finding the right fit for us. So I have to get my made custom. Um, that was a brag and not a very humble one, but I'm okay. That's okay, because it's my birthday. I could do whatever I want. Okay, so... Um, I also want to make sure that I continue exploring my hobbies and doing things just for the fun of it, for the recreation of it. You know, not everything that I do hobby-wise or passion-wise has to be geared towards a goal. Like, I just want to read more. Like, I have Dashiell Hammett and Raymond Chandler sitting on my bookshelf right now, and I haven't finished. I've read each of those books part of the way, but I want to finish them. They're really good. And they're my favorite authors. Like they're amongst my favorite authors in the world. Why? I need to like get it together and read those books. Why are they still sitting there? Right. Um, just cultivating my hobbies more, better self-care and also just making sure to fruitfully increase and, um, how do you say, to fruitfully increase my social interactions and also just get more social period. Like <laughs> be social in a healthy, productive way where I'm forming friendships and networks that are with people who really share my passions and vice versa and with people who can really challenge me and just expanding my networks that way and expanding my groups that way because I'm going to be in New York for the foreseeable future, as far as I know, in terms of the summer at the very least. And, you know, when you get older, like a lot of us just as adults, we move on to different stages of our lives. Like I'm a mother, as you guys know. Um, a lot of my friends are parents or they're married or they've moved to different states or they're in their careers. And so your friend groups change. And so I want to kind of expand out a little bit more to find those people that I mesh with in, in in the ways that I've changed. Like, I love my friends as they are, but I don't, not really any of them write creatively. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I would like to have a writer group that I would like to be a part of, specifically for television. Um, specifically for television, actually, now that I think about it. I'd like to find out where all the amazing filmmakers are, especially the indie filmmakers and especially the black filmmakers. This is New York City. There's no reason why I should even be asking that question because I could know by just getting out there, right? So things like that, just getting into that kind of stuff, I'm super excited about. And just being open to trying new things. Speaking of, I'm actually going on my very, very first camping trip ever. And so... I, after that actually happens, I'm super excited because it's going to be great. The location is great. We're going to have a full moon out, um, which is going to be great. I'm also thinking about what that means kind of like spiritually for me. And, uh, you know, we're going to try to go like for, with our group, like do like some stargazing and some hiking and maybe some swimming. And I'm interested in just like walking the forest and just being at peace with nature and stuff like that. I'm going to have my first s'more. So I'm super excited about that. And I hope that camping will become a part of who I am and a part of like what I do just generally. And I'm excited. I got my cute little backpack, my sleeping bag, my hiking boots, camping, the camping gear that I need. 
and I'm excited to have that experience. So generally what I'm looking to do from Q3 to Q4 and on is just continue to grow as a person, you know, grow that creative side of me, the professional side of me, the city girl side of me that likes heels and manicures and pedicures and, you know, thigh high boots and and high waisted, you know, custom jeans, like cultivating that part. And then also cultivating like the adventurer part of me that like, you know, is interested in doing camping and I want to start traveling again. Not now, obviously, but probably next summer, next spring, if I get the chance to travel more and be a little bit more rugged and experience the world and new people. And so this is going to be, God willing, fingers crossed, a really transformative year for me because it's kind of kicking off really my journey into being middle-aged, you know? I mean, as much as people want to stigmatize that and not say that, that's basically what's happening. I'm going to be 40 in about five years. And I have a really young spirit, but, like, my body is like, your spirit might be young, sis, but your body is <laughs> slowing down. <laughs> Just keeping it real. Um, and I want to make sure that I'm doing everything that I can to live a full life, one with no regrets, a life wherein I maximize my creative potential, my professional potential, um, my personal and spiritual and emotional potential, and wherein I can be the best mom I can be. And so that when I leave this planet, I leave a bunch of things behind that are impactful for the world, for my daughter, and like for myself in terms of leaving a legacy. And I want to make sure that when I leave the planet, that I have no regrets. So I guess I will end on that note, right? I guess I will call this podcast, I don't know, the journey to no regrets or something like that. Happy birthday, Colby, something like that. Thank you guys for taking the time to chill with me today. I hope that you guys are doing really well. I hope that you are finding some way to release and relieve yourselves on any level during this really challenging time. Please make sure you go out and you get the kind of socialization that you need if you're able to, but also socially distance, stay safe, wear your masks and stuff like that. Um, and I hope that you're finding time to be creative in some way, shape, or form, even if that means exploring new avenues, because that's really beautiful and wonderful to be able to do that, honestly, explore those new avenues of creativity. So I highly encourage that. In any case, guys, I may be becoming, maybe be, wow, English, Colby, English. I may be coming back again to record another podcast around this time next week or, um, or something like that if I have the time. Not saying the podcast is not a priority. It is, but I think I'm going to focus mostly on living life first and then reporting it back to you guys later. I think sometimes we take a little bit too much time to like capture the moment and to record and analyze the moment and we're not living in the moment. So I might be back next week. I might be back in two weeks. I might be back as of August 1st when I'm launching my first course on the Bohemian Badass. I'm not sure. But either way, I hope in the meantime that you guys keep it indie, stay badass, keep creating. And of course, I will talk to you guys as soon as I possibly can. Mwah. Happy birthday to me and happy birthday to anybody else who's celebrating. Okay, it's cancer season. It's the cancer moment. It's about love, home, heart, security within oneself. So make sure you're working on that. All right. Okay, guys, love you. And I will see you guys next time.
Bye.